Listen up, everybody. If you have not checked us out on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, and you're wondering how can I support more content from Ocean Folk Podcast, that is how. Please give us a follow or a like or subscribe. This actually does help the podcast. Okay, now on to today's episode. We are going to be talking to an entrepreneur, a boat captain, an avid spear fisherman, fisherman, and an all-around great diver, Mr. David Trigger Ortiz. Good to go? Welcome to Ocean Folk Podcast, the podcast where we speak to people who the ocean speaks to. We explore the stories of those who explore the ocean. David Ortiz, welcome to Ocean Folk Podcast. Thank you, man. It's uh, great to be here. Yeah, we finally made it work. It was a little bit of a, a tricky thing to get scheduling worked out, but it worked out great. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, I'm really glad to be here, man. Been a little busy, but uh, it's been it's uh, it's good. It's been a good journey, man. Oh, dude. You were telling me some of the stuff you're doing. You got a brand new chicken coop, which is awesome. Yes, I do have chickens now. Ah, that's great. Um, I I ha- I'm starting to grow the collective of people who I I now know who have chicken coops, and I, I we might have like an intervention to try and get my fiance to get on board with the chicken lifestyle. But yeah, man, it's a great thing. You know, like chickens are awesome. Uh, a lot of people think that like you need to have a rooster like uh, <laughs> just to just to like have chickens and uh or, or lay eggs. You don't, you know, you just need hens, and uh, if they're out there just laying eggs, they're producing, so it's a cool, they're really cool, they're friendly, kids love them, kids can hold them, you know, uh, and how, they all got different personalities to you, so it's cool. How great is it to just be able to eat your own food? I mean, I, grow your own food, I guess, Yeah. you were a big time so, spearman. So, so, yeah, it's, uh, right now I live on, um, like, uh, almost a Santa Monica, it'd be like a... It's Los, An- Los Angeles, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we got a nice little backyard, and we are growing a bunch of veg- veggies. Uh, we got uh, lemongrass and sunflowers growing. We have a banana tree, a guava tree. We have um, tomatoes and green beans and Jesus, you're an all, urban all sorts home- of all peppers man. from serranos to anchos to a bunch of cool stuff, man. Uh, uh, now we got the chickens out there and, uh, it's been good. So it's all about like sustainability. Uh, I'm a, as you know, I'm a big fisherman, big yeah. diver. I'm about, uh, th- uh, this year actually is, is my first year actually going full time, uh, commercial. I've always had like a side gig or just kind of like been able to like run the boat, you know, like, like almost like a part time and just like a kind of like keeping like the hobby, like, like, uh, like the dream alive and like, kind of like getting people to come out with me and just like kind of like trusting with trusting trusting me to like captain them and uh well, it's well, been let, a cool thing man. let me let me just fill in the gaps there for yeah. people who don't know who you are and what you do you are officially running um basically like fishing spear fishing and scuba trips now yes and your boat is called yo what up everybody we out here holding it down <laughs> This is a trigger right here. I'm here with Ian. The name of the boat is the Respected Deck. 
And uh, I've been, which which you've just released your own like line of uh, hoodies, yeah? Yeah. Now I got hoodies and shirts. It's my second run of shirts, but now I got hoodies with it. So if uh, you want to support it, it all it all goes back into the whole thing, man. From like maintenance to servicing the boat and just again like keeping the dream alive. Honestly, like uh, I'm coming from like humble beginnings. It's like I I'm doing this all from scratch. I kind of like just saved up and picked up a boat, like uh, and um. Uh, and you've been putting I've it been together for a long so, time. So, 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 yeah, start, so start, let me start bit. from the beginning a little. Like, okay, I, let's I am, do it. I am a Florida boy. You know, I grew up a, I, I grew up fishing like my whole life. Uh, um, my dad. What part of Florida? In, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm from Boca Raton, Florida, from South Florida, and um, I grew up bass fishing and like fishing like uh, and my dad took me to like get like snappers off the pier and like under the bridges would catch like crabs and uh. It was always like a like a pastime thing out there, you know, like just like never really like I, I guess like being a Florida boy, I take it for granted. Like just, it was just like, the lifestyle, just there. the lifestyle yeah. and the fishing and and like the quality of fish and everything that's really out there, you know. Uh, and about in uh, 2007, I started working for a toy company in Florida that got bought out by another toy company here in Cali. And uh, in 09, you know, I got relocated to run like. Um, the packaging department, you know, I was, uh, we were doing all prototyping for every packaging in, 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 uh, in, in the company for all the brands and uh, coming out here, you know, I, I, I just never had fishing or diving or anything on my mind. Like, honestly, I came out here for just work and luckily being, being like a, a manager there, I was able to like form my own team, like a, a, hire actually my own friends which is christ kind of cool it was like it was like a blessing and a curse because like it's great to hire your own friends but sometimes working with your friends is a fucking pain in the ass oh well it's tough yeah, to i'm be sorry can boss. i curse yeah of course okay okay cool yeah it's tough to be a boss yo like james friends. brown says you know it costs to be the boss you know uh, it's tough. but uh uh anyways it's great it's been like really good you know because uh uh i've been I, I saved up a bit i actually uh even had a motorcycle accident while I was working there, and um, oh, I came up with a little bit of money, and that's when I bought the boat. You know, I was mm. like, you know, I'm gonna like, I just want to buy a boat. I I want to go out here fishing. Uh, I've be, prior to buying the uh the boat, I've been on a bunch of trips, like a, like a on the sport boats. I I've been on the Ultra, a bunch out of San Pedro with um with Captain Jacob and uh and Mikey, and big shout outs to them because uh um there was a time that my boat was down, and uh they gave me a chance to work on the boat as a deckhand and it was a great learning opportunity, especially out here. So what type of trips were you working on? Uh, we were doing like two day trips and uh, half day trips, fishing for like yellowtail, white sea bass and, um, and for tuna. It was, it was awesome. And actually like uh, Jacob hits me up and on Instagram because they were buying a new boat uh, called the Pescador. Mm. And uh, they actually now uh, uh, don't run the Ultra. They run the Pescador and the uh, Navigante out of Redondo. And they, I, I believe they're doing the bait, the bait barge over there, too. They're keeping it alive because I think they closed it down there. So now it's, like, back up and going. So that's pretty cool, man. Big props to these guys. And uh, uh, got the boat going. And um, So, like, doing two-day trips with an already established crew. team and crew, yeah, like, did that set you up so gave you an idea of like what you wanted to do as far as your boat? Well, like did you kind of actually learn from be that? Before, yeah, actually learning like like when I start when I kind of started the boat, you know, like a like a 
I was working full time at that toy company, you know, and I was just kind of going out like on the weekends, recreational with the homies, catching fish. And um, I was doing pretty good, you know. Uh, I kind of like somehow uh, landed with a, a couple of their homies from uh, uh, up north in um, the Ventura area, especially a friend, Todd. My friend Todd is a this guy is a local legend, dude. Like, honestly, I to this local day, local legend for what? For for everything from fishing, fishing for fishing, just a, just fishing, a diving, everything. Ah, okay. Uh, he to be honest, he's one of the guys I've learned him and him and his crew and like actually one of my big other another another big inspiration out here is my friend Ari. Uh, big shout out Life Pelagic on Instagram. Uh, he him and uh Puriel they work on the fin fetish out of Marina del Rey. Oh, cool. Big, uh, big shout out to a uh, uh, Captain Brian Norris, another legendary captain out here, man. Um, and, uh, we've kind of like, uh, like being, being around these guys have also like have helped me to like kind of dialed in the fishing out here and especially like, uh, the, the sea bass and halibut and the yellowtail out here locally, you know, well, it's, like, it's a tricky thing, right? Like it's not, it's not really good fishing boats aren't solo boats necessarily. They have friends who help give them. Exactly. Right? So like a lot, I, like to be honest, like being out here and and learning by myself or trying to do this by myself it would have taken me a lifetime yeah to do what i do being around these guys we form a team and there's days that we go out there and the and when the whole mosquito fleet they call themselves the mosquito fleet cuz these guys have boats let, like let uh they're like 17 17 feet on under they they remake all their boats they they break down these radins and they make they custom make their pilot houses and uh, they make them into these little like bulldoze tractors to just that plows through these waters perfectly to get us out to the islands and build covers for us. We spent nights out the islands, and um, it's a great thing because we we just do the whole buddy system out there. We pick a nice station, we get out there, and sometimes we actually have to speak in code, especially on those busy days when everybody's on the radio. And um, but these days, the, these days are the moments that like I like look forward to, and I know like. Dude, are you going out? Yeah, come on my boat. No, I'm already going on my boat. Great, I'll see you out there. When we get out there, we're just like, what's going on, man? I throw him a beer. We throw, like, have you caught anything? No. Dude, I've caught some stuff. Here's, yo, come over here. Like, the bite's over here. Like, it's it just helps so much more, man. How's it over there? Dude, nothing's happening. All right, let's try to come over here. You know, like, we work as a team to cover, like, the yeah. whole island. And, and, and it's not like we're fishing right on top of each other. Just, like, we... You know, like, we're really, like, helping each other out. And this is the same thing that happens out, like, uh, right now with the tuna game. The tuna game is something that, like, the more eyes you have on the big ocean that we have out there, like, the better. You know, it's just helps yeah. uh, helps out. And, dude, uh, You can just, be two miles away from some place that's just going off and yeah, not have a clue. So, uh, honestly, uh, going back to, like, my, my startings, I'm a, I'm a Florida fisherman. And, and I've been out here for, uh, since oh, since '09. Right. So, um, I know like the fishing out here, like I know, I know some OG guys have been fishing like for like just as long as I've been alive out here, you know? Yeah. And they all tell me that the fishing out here has changed dramatically. And I kind of see it since I've been out here and, uh, every year, like they say, it's the best year of fishing out here in California and Southern California. And it really is. It's just getting better and better and better. The fish are getting bigger and bigger. The schools are getting bigger and bigger. They're, get, they're getting closer to home. And it's, dude, I'm getting pumped. I just get 
pumped just thinking about it, you know? So, like, so do you, do you, when you talk to these people and you hear what they say, like, how much of it do you think is, um, like, do you think it's the change in weather patterns? Do you think it's like, uh, do you think it's the fact that, like, some of the conservation stuff that California has put into place is like, yielded bigger fish yeah absolutely not lack just of pollution uh I, I, it's a little combination of it all like yeah. um, i believe from what i've heard is like this like especially like this tuna cycle that we've seen we haven't seen these tuna or these type of fish or uh these massive schools out here in, in like almost 100 years about 90 years ago we had about like yellowfin and the tuna that's been just roaming around here now recently uh because of conservation and especially because of mexico like they've changed their uh, th- their whole system from like uh, their commercial fishing from like they used to pack like tuna tuna into cans and now they're not doing that they're just using the pins and they're like help like catching their limits they're they're setting up their limits and I believe they're they're ca- they're tapping out by January like before like this year they they tapped out by January so all the other tuna that's like just roaming around are just getting bigger and bigger and then they're they're doing this cycle from all the way from like way down in Mexico, all the way out past our Channel Islands, and they come around, and they do this whole thing, and they hang out over out in the ranch, out, out, out at the outer islands, you know? That's cool. But uh, I, I think it has a lot to do. Like, uh, I, um, I like to listen to Tom Green. He's like a, a, the, <laughs> the spotter pilot um, uh, guy, and he talks a lot about um, uh, the tuna and everything that's going around, and this dude is just, he's, he's a fish. Tom Green, you can. Uh, I know. Okay, so I know Tom Green, the Canadian comedian. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. not that it's guy, not that right? Guy. Okay, just to be guy. clear. So I, I listen. Uh, to be honest, as uh, just like a podcast, like or like we're doing like a radio station. Yeah, he does. This. I listen to radio stations and try to listen as much as stuff as possible, and especially like to fish out here. You got to have like as many ears as possible, um, especially for the days that I'm not always out there. I know there's guys out here there who are out on their water like almost every day. And these are the best yeah. fishermen because they tune into what's going on. They're dialing in. They're moving with the fish. They're seeing like the bait move. They're seeing like the 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 breaks of temperature moving, and they're there with the fish on 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 a constant like time. So yeah. So these guys who like uh, he's one of these guys. He is a guy. Is he commercial fisherman? Or... No, Tom Green is a a a, a, a pilot. He's okay. a pilot who works with the commercial fleet in in San Diego. Oh, okay. And uh, I and um. Just like this, this radio, I listen to Let's Talk Hookup Radio. Oh, okay, it's cool. A, it's a radio a station that happens every Saturday and sun, uh, Sunday. On It's an AM station. Uh, I think it's like 1090, some, the, the fan. Right. If, and if not, you can listen to them on, on, uh, on, like, download the app, and you can, like, listen to them. But they're super cool, man. They talk about fishing everywhere from, like, Baja all the way to, like, Alaska and up up our, up and down our oh, coast. That's crazy. You got, like, Gundy Gunderson. He talks about – Gundy Gunderson hypes me up, man. This guy talks about, like, uh, the coastal fishing, you know, like mm-hmm. – and he, and, But he's, like, gives you such a great report, you know. It's just, like – and uh, these guys are just giving you the fish report and everything, and Tom Green hops in, and he's the guy who – he's the pilot guy. And he helps work with the fleet. Like, so they don't waste their gas and energy to, like, spaces that, even on days that are like, hey, man, the fish are there, or even days, hey, the fish aren't there. You know, it's a big, big piece of information. So if the fish aren't there, they're not burning gas and, like, uh, they're dialing it in. Yeah, so yeah. this guy, they got a whole system out there working out. And uh, it's great to see Southern California just working to get these fish, man. Well, it's crazy. California has a weird history with fishing because it was here in California in the 19, uh, like, 20s. 
well, 19 teens, that we had the first of two collapses of sardines. And it was because of World War One and World War Two, and they were canning all the sardines and sending them over there, but they overfished the heck out of them. And now, like, the sardine population is coming back, yeah. and it's good. It might be one of the things contributing, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's the- nice to hear that, like, you on the ground and the people that you're listening to are are hearing good things. Yeah, and supposedly I heard a lot of going on, like, mixed reviews. I hear, like, scientists believe that, again, like, the sardines are, like, going down on a shortage and everything and they had and, uh, one year a couple years ago where they were because the more tell you, water no. they went out deep they're, that's well, all they it went is. out they're just deep going water. deeper that's yeah, all yeah. it is they're looking or right now if you want to look for bait they're really tight at tight shore so people are looking for bait in the wrong places i could find bait any day like if you wanted to you just got to look in the right area listen if i and die at veterans park i'll get a whole bunch of them that'll run into my lights exactly <laughs> i'm telling you it's just all about the bait you know find the bait find the fish so you came out oh nine you happened into a little bit of money you bought a boat your boat went down no was, you yeah. kind of got on to like a couple commercial guys you kind of built a network it sounds yeah. like a people who are like really cool and know what they're doing and kind of brought you up to speed in california waters how different how different was it coming out here so so coming out like coming out here like uh i've been on boats like again like like in florida and he, and here and there just like fishing um diving on boats you know um as you know like i'm a, i'm also a dive master a, a scuba instructor and um free diving is like another big passion of mine and i've been doing that for a while uh, but it took me to come out here to California, get into that. I got into it with uh, my friend Laau, who's like a Hawaiian who worked mm-hmm. at that toy company. Oh, yeah. And, we, and the toy company was actually based in Malibu. And uh, it took his ass to come, like, drag me out into the water. I've never put a wetsuit on in my life, bro. It, like, it took <laughs> me, like, 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 it was a big thing for me, you know, to get into the water. And then, and then we were out, like, he had a kayak. We were on the surfboards. We were boogie boarding with, like, with the like the fins on like just just barreling little 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 like like just get into the little pits and uh <laughs> he was super he was super talented man this guy would drop knees on like a, on a on a boogie board with the fins and everything on he was super sick man but i learned from a lot from these guys he moved back to hawaii and uh when he moved back to hawaii he ended up uh working for his old um employee who was um uh, uh, they collected fish, you know, they're divers and they collected, uh, Oh, uh, like for aquariums, for aquariums, oh, you know, okay. they're, and actually they're, uh, I guess it's like a very few collective out there too. Cause you know, not everybody can do that. You got to like purchase, like, again, like a lot of like commercial stuff that we have to do here. It's all license, uh, permits, licenses, licenses, permits and permits, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I guess they're only allowed a selected few out there and they had them and it was a good profitable money out there. And every year I go visit them. I would, go and dive with them while they do that and learn that whole process. It's a beautiful process, what they do, you know? And I ended up diving and learning how to dive with these guys. And What island are they on? Oahu. Oahu, yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a really built-up island, but you know? there's some really cool spots there. So, yeah, so it's a really cool island, man. And learning from these guys, like, uh, uh, like big shout-out to Rufus. Rufus Trufus, man. This guy, is a, he's the man. And, uh, this guy would dive down like. Are we talking free diving? No, or? all on on scuba. All on scuba, on, yeah. On scuba and on um, 
rebreathers. Oh, he was a rebreather yeah, diver, too. Yeah, he would dive down there for a while, and he would have me captain in the boat, like, up there waiting for him to come up, and he would just help him out there and uh, get him back out to the island. So it was a good opportunity, again, learning from these guys and fishing with them and diving with these guys, spear fishing with these dudes. It's just learning, like, it's yeah. everything, everything, again, through the whole journey is just, like, I, like and Hawaiian ooh, waters are totally different too. T- totally different, yeah, especially yeah. going back home. Now I go back home. My mom still lives in Florida, so I go back home every year. And uh, for the good part, I was going back home for at least a month every every year. You know, there's just a month at a time, or at least a good two, three, two two weeks was one time I went for the shortest. But most time it's been at least a month. And when I go out there, I take the opportunity to hang out with a, a couple of my buddies we all dive out there we get back i i go i do a lot of freshwater fishing saltwater fishing you know and 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 during december like that's when i go for the holidays you know to visit my mom um that's the for it's a great time to be in florida great time for the weather great time for fishing it like cools down only to like when, 110 but oh yeah for real and it's actually Humidity it's really nice but like it's almost kind of like how it is now here in California. Oh, okay. At night, it's like really nice and fresh. And, you know, you could be out there all day, but um, you gotta like uh uh play the weather. It's all the weather, weather dependent. Beautiful day, go out, fish, go dive in, take advantage. When it's not and it's windy, you're inshore, you're fishing inshore, you're fishing brackish waters, or you're fishing like bass fishing, and that's how I stay busy out there. And it's just, it's a lot of fun, man. But being able to take the opportunity to go out there and like hop on boats, we've been out to like Keys and my and uh all over F- Florida is like the fifth largest reef system in the world, which I didn't know of. Again, it took me to come out to Cali, become a diver, go back to Florida and relearn and the place. Re- again, even yeah. when I go back to Florida, I always try to like hook up with the homies who've been do- diving there for a while and like really like see- dial it in. Like I'm not, I guess I I'm more of a west coast you know fisherman really diver now yeah compared yeah. to like back home you know like i'm not out there every day i'm not out there oh, yeah, d- yeah. being on the waters like learning the spots and checking the reefs and knowing where like it, it, just like how we have white sea bass season and like you know like tuna seasons like out there's the same thing you know like there's there's seasons for mahi and cobia and like wahoo and it's and it's just being there at the right spot in the right time and the way that people go after cobia on the um, oil rigs out there is just crazy. Like I've seen a couple videos, and I think I actually bought a spear gun. Yeah, off them, of eBay. Yeah, those from Florida a guy. boys are wild. Just and, like, the, and, you're saying, and you're saying, out. and you're saying, and you're saying off the oil rigs, and 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 I've seen the guys shoot them off like the the whale sharks or the bull sharks, and 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 those guys are out on the other side on, on Jupiter, up on uh on uh. On, a, on the other side, the oil rigs, I think, are like more on the Gulf, right? Yeah, they're on the Gulf they're side. On the Gulf, yeah. Like, uh, I've seen, I've seen videos of people do that. So apparently, the it's how do you say the is co cobia cobia cobia. Apparently, a really cool fish, right? And they're supposed to taste really good. I've never had it, but uh, they like to hang around sharks. So one thing that guys will do, just like a lot you of said, fish, even our even our yellowtail, our yellowtail will school up behind like. You'll see them behind sharks. They've known, like, if you see a, a big shark around or a big, like, big really? animal, you'll see you'll see yellowtail. Like sometimes when the school are around, they'll do the same thing. You know, it's just the type of fish. 
you know, you'll see like big amber, what, what Ariel tell her, King Amber Jacks. In Florida, right. we have the King Amber Jacks, the reef donkeys out there. Those things get huge and sometimes pesky because that's the only thing that starts biting and you want to get like another type of fish. And that's the great thing about Florida is the variety of fish, you know? Yeah. But, um, it's great, man. So Going wait, out you've there, seen, you've seen yellowtail in California following on a big shark or you've heard of it. I've I've only I've only seen it on like on videos and stuff. Okay, you know? on videos and stuff. You know, okay. I seen I seen him, I seen him chase other things. Like I've been I seen him with yellowtail. I seen him like in different schools. I seen him behind like a like a giant sea bass. Oh you yeah. Know? So okay. th- it all makes sense. You know, they're just gonna be around bigger predatory fish. You know, they're just hanging out with schools and. Those... Trying trying to catch the scraps. And, exactly, and these yeah. fish they don't they don't really like. They're they're picky eaters, man, and they're just fl- going with the flow. They're just, our, our our I don't know, man. Fishing out here is way different than fishing over there. Yeah, it's a whole different style, whole different vibe. You got to be re- a real good fisherman out here in California, I think, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know a ton about it. I've done some fishing out here, but I'm nowhere close to an expert. Me neither, bro. I, I'm yeah, still, right? honestly, me neither. I don't. I, I I am far from an expert. I do not consider me a pro or anything. I am just somebody, well. There's always someone better. Again, I'm just somebody. But you're who's, out there quite again, a bit. Man. Exactly. I'm just putting time on the water. That's all I'm doing is just well, putting time you, on the water. So let's talk about. I mean, we'll come back to how you got started and everything. But you've had a really good year this year. Yeah. You guys, you guys have been taking uh, people out, and the white sea bass. You guys have been on them. Well, again, uh, so white sea bass has been like, uh, like my i guess my uh my my fish out here like uh for a while it was really hard for me to like hop on the halibut cane you know now i kind of have a little bit more dialed in uh yellowtail when they come in you're gonna catch one if you if you're on it if you're on it just you're gonna get one you know but you gotta be on it white sea bass are like some of the most finicky fish out there i know some guys finicky in what way and like finicky that like they could be there and they just won't bite, man. You got to throw them the right thing at the right time, you know, like uh, at the right place. To, like, I, you got to be, I've seen b- boats like li- lined up and it's like only two boats catching them because they're right on top of them. Like they're, they're not like, they're not like yellowtail, I guess, that like move really fast in really big areas and they could cover a lot, you know. These guys... I guess they could do the same thing, but they're just like I've the way I've seen them. They school up and they they're in tight little groups and formations and just like I've only seen them on scuba underwater like maybe two times. Get out of here! Yeah, I have never. I've talked. I've asked so many people. I have never seen anybody or have heard of anybody seeing them on scuba. Two times. One time off the Hermosa Reef, I was down looking for lobster, and I look up and there's a there's a school, a huge school. How long ago is this? Oh, this is years. Years? Uh, This is probably six or seven years ago. Nice. And then then one other time I was off of uh, Flat Rock in Palos Verdes, and I was going through some kelp, and I came into an area, and there's probably like five or six, and at least two of them were probably in the 90-pound range. And I saw them, they saw me, and they said goodbye. (laughs) They were out of there real quick. They wanted nothing to do with me, and other, but they're spooky fish, and they don't they don't mess with people. Nah. They know the ones that are around. They know, 
Yes, it's very true, man. These fish are very, very... That's why they call them ghosts, you know? Now you see them, now you don't, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I know guys who like... But you guys have had a good year. You've had a, you've taken a couple of people out, and they've yeah, come man, back we've, with some we've, good fish. We've gotten limits uh, on the boat multiple times this year, and uh, we've got... Uh, I think like, we were the kind of like some of the first people start first people who started getting them this year period like on uh that i know of yeah but and you and guys still you guys them. span a huge range too because you take your boat out and put it out so you go out of anywhere from san diego up to the islands right yeah so you guys chase I, the fish exactly i try to like follow the bite you know yeah. so a lot of people want like hey man let's go to catalina catalina Catalina's cool, and I'll only go to Catalina when I know the bite is hot. Like, I'll let everybody else go to Catalina. A lot of people like to go to Catalina. Catalina. That's the problem. To be honest, I'd rather go to the distance and do a little bit further, get away from the crowd, and uh, really learn how to, like, fish for fish. A lot of people fish boats, you know, try to, like, they see the party boats, or they see another group of boats, and they just get up in there and, like, you know... Which is like a number one pet peeve of fishermen, right? It's yeah, like people absolutely. trying to steal your and bite. just boat etiquette, boat etiquette out there, you know, like just kind of like giving people like distance and even divers in the water and recognizing flags up and you know, there's a lot of that. Oh, listen, I we could we could talk about yeah, bad day. bad boating experiences. I'll I'll say we had as divers we had one bad run in with uh, people on the. Uh, backside of Catalina we were going to Farnsworth and there's like only so many spots you can dive in Farnsworth because it's a sea pinnacle right fishermen love it but as divers there's like only certain spots well unbeknownst to us our our boat captain who probably should have known better pulled up too close to this fishing boat and the fishing boat didn't appreciate it so I was the first one in the water I didn't see any commotion went down did my dive came up I'm doing my safety stop in about 15 feet of water. I see about five or six, you know, three to five inch lures hooked on the anchor line uh-huh. to the boat. And then all of a sudden, right across my face, I see this hook go by and I'm like, what the heck is going on? I dropped down five feet and I hung out. Apparently, uh, the captain of the commercial boat was not super stoked with the fact that they were there first. And they drop divers in the water, and I, I don't, I don't disagree with them. I didn't realize that's what we were doing at the time. Um, I thought we were far enough away, but he was not happy, so he was casting at our yeah, uh, down line. Sometimes it, it gets a little aggressive out there. Yeah, and especially, I'm telling you, like especially when you're not catching fish or like, and you, and you see other people like catching fish, and then you pull right up on them, and it's just. You know, I get it, man. People just... They get know, fired up. People get, fired, get fired up, up there, too. You know, I've gotten fired up there, too, you know, for all sorts of stuff, man. But it's just... Oh, well, I think our captain was in the wrong. Yeah. I, I, just, I agree. I was oblivious. I agree. I didn't realize that that's what he was doing. I didn't realize the but etiquette But that's something that, again, that's something that, like, you know, some people are just like, oh, that's common sense. But that, yeah, that's common sense for the people who've kind of experienced it or been out there or done it before. Common sense, like, to some people, is not really common sense, you know. Like, you got to be in it to, like, know it and really, like, know it. Like, holy shit, now you're a little bit aware of it. Next time, if you know out there with somebody else on a new boat, you'd be like, hey, man, we shouldn't be getting too close to these guys. <laughs> that's and, exactly what know, I would do. That's something on all of our all of our parts as watermen to be able to like kind of recognize these things and like 
This particular captain, though, I have certain criticisms. Like, that's not, I'm not surprised he did that. I don't like, I don't like diving with that particular captain anymore. I, I avoid, him. you know, there's just people you just avoid. They're not, he's not necessarily dangerous, but he's not, uh, you just, you know, you just get bad vibes from people and you don't like the way they do things and, you know, there's people. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it gets aggressive out there. And when you see that and stuff like that, people do crazy stuff out there. There's no, there's no cops on the backside of Catalina, you know, like you gotta no, just, I, it's I, like, I know, you gotta man. be part of the community. It's like, it's a, it's a hope big that people are good you know? people. And now, and that's what we're just, and you guys are just talking about it. Like, you know, recreationally diving and just recreation fishing, man. But there's, like what we're doing is commercial fishing also like this again this is my first year that I've uh the boats now re uh, registered for passengers and for commercial fishing it's your living and man. I got my commercial license and uh and yeah now now if I, whenever whenever I don't have passengers out I'm out there fishing um trying to ca sell my catch and coming in and oh yeah yeah so you sell to market yeah and actually, I come in and drop, bring it into the landings. And recently, like, we've been doing really good again. Uh, I know a lot of guys, like, follow me out there on my Instagram, uh, you know, on the Respect, uh, respect, respect the Deck. Deck. Yeah. And, it's um, a great Instagram. Yeah, thanks, man. Follow me, guys. You know, uh, give me a follow. <laughs> I follow course. back. And, uh, um, you let people know when stuff is biting. Yeah, and so a lot of people kind of have been tuning into me kind of like as, like, a, a like fish report, I guess. And, like, uh, you know, just... Also, I've been getting a lot of like, uh, like um, noise from like the locals and like you know it's, it makes sense, man. I'm just making a lot of like, the vibe has been growing, you know, like yeah, it's, it's not just the fishing, but it's just the vibe. A lot of people are like, people giving you heck, like you're you're letting the secret out. Yeah, sometimes, and 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 you know what? It's a big le learning lesson for me too, you know. And I appreciate it because some of these guys kind of like some some of these kind of try to call me out and everything, or try to blast me on Instagram, which I don't care, but uh. Cause I'm still gonna do me, and honestly, like honestly, that's how I know I'm doing something right. Cause now you're starting to get a little bit of hate. You know, you get a little haters. You know, so it is. It is weird that that is a that is a a measurement of success yeah, when it, people it start is, talking but trash. But to be honest, I I appreciate it, and I kind of like be as level headed as I can. You know, like like listen to them, kind of like really like understand what's going on, and it makes a lot of sense. So I've actually like deleted a lot of stuff on my own Instagram and kind of like tightened it down and. Cut, cut back on the posting and like the you know like uh the every the everything even on my on my post like i won't be posting immediately a lot of my pictures are now from like a week or like months old or you know like i've kind of slowed down on it because the vibe is there people know i'm catching fish people know it's there and it's just like even when i first started deciding to do this i'm like hey i want to be a sports fisherman i want to take people out i even decided to start doing like a website my friend phantom uh big shout out to my boy phantom um started working on one and uh uh he forgot the fucking password and uh and, and ne we never really finished it or continued anything with the email and blah 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 all this other stuff and anyways we made a pause on it but but to be honest shout I, out to phantom and his amazing memory yeah no honestly but to be honest like uh uh, he's the best, bro. You this get guy, what you pay for. <laughs> this guy, this guy, I count on him for everything, and he'll be there, bro. This no, guy no, will no, give me his course. arm if I needed him, and I love but him. But that's for that. funny. We've all done that. We're like, yeah. oh, we're gonna, 
I'm we're gonna, gonna start a website. This. Wait, what was the password? Yeah, you, you but, got uh, create. You got a little too creative with the password. But it's great gone. because honestly, I don't need a website right now. Instagram has been like uh, a good way to like kind of like get myself out there and all. But the best like piece of a uh, uh, marketing that I have is word of mouth. You know, like just having a good just having a good trip with somebody and like like either if we catch fish or don't catch fish. I can't. I can't promise you limits of anything. The only thing I can say no, of course. is, you know, have limits of fun on the boat. You're going to have a grand old time. <laughs> Come out with me. We'll have a blast. Um, you know, I'm, you know, you'll learn some stuff too. You know, I'm not saying that I'm going to teach you everything no, dude, out you, there, but you, it's you... always like great, man. I like, I, I look forward to me getting on other boats, meeting other captains, fishing with other people. Cause you know, like you get to learn what they're doing, seeing how they rig their stuff, see how they dive, what they use. What kind of like rigging they use, especially for their guns? Um, I've never been like a float line guy. I literally just got my first float line, seeing the way these guys have been on my boat, working. You know, like I I work the boat really like I have the guys on the water. I stay on the boat, um, most of the time to just like help people out, and especially since I have new new divers out. Um, I want to keep an eye on everybody. So, so you're not a float line guy. So, what do you normally do a reel? Yeah, just reel. But now I'm, I'm, I'm really torn. Like, it's like an occasion thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the kelp, float lines can be a float. No, a float line is kind of like better. Really, especially when it's time to horse in a nice forty, fifty pound white sea bass. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not like doming these guys or just like killing them right on the spot, they're gonna, they're gonna peel your reel. I've had a couple of them peel my reel, wrap around the kelp forest the size of a basketball court, you know. And by the time <laughs> I get to them, I'm gassed out, you know. And uh, it's easier. I've seen these guys use these float lines to kind of like put the brakes on them just a little bit easier and like bring them in. Let and again, that little that little line, that little spectra line on your reel runs a lot. It just really, really runs. Yeah. Um, and when you're holding on to that, you can kind of break it down a little. It's just, I don't know, to to each his preference. I'm a big real guy. I like being in the kelp as free as possible with nothing tied on to me. Uh, but the float line, I'm again, it took me a second to kind of get used to it. Are you being converted? Is that what I'm again, hearing? Again, I'm kind of like being converted. I just yeah. got the float line when you carry on the, at the end of the float line. And uh, that's helping me out a lot. For Again, just for white sea bass purposes. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean... I, I don't think there's any argument that, like, with bigger fish, float lines are the way to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you see anybody going after tuna. Yeah, I mean, Those guys are using bungees. Yeah, yeah they're using all they're kinds using of... They're using bungees and float lines and all certain... Especially yeah. the ones that we have here, man. Oh, yeah. There's no way you could do it with a reel. I mean, I've heard stories. Supposedly, there was a guy who landed, like, a marlin on a reel gun. But yeah, he man. but he stoned it. So. you got to stone him. If you're not stoning him or, you know, killing him on yeah, the spot, but... it's just... Oh, it would be impossible. It's a good way to stone. drown. Yeah. I mean... Or bye-bye gun. Or bye-bye gun, yeah. You know, that's it. And uh, guns are really, really... Uh, Expensive. Yes. <laughs> you know? So... So, okay, so people are bringing you around to the float line on the white sea bass, but uh, is... In, in... Honestly, I thought it was a headache at first, you know? Like, bringing all these divers, and I got, like, three... Like, out of, out of, the, out of all the divers, three of them have these float lines that are, like... 50 feet to 100 feet long and when they get on the boat i'm like freaking bringing them in like kind of coiling it and i'm getting i'm like what the you know like 
yeah, fucking, yeah. fucking float lines, all this. But honestly, it's again a whole like learning curve for me. You know, never really used float lines, but now it makes sense. It's just all part of our equipment. We need this stuff. Like, I'm sure all again, all these guys are now using rollers and these carbon guns and like, uh, like. What do you, so I haven't had any experience with the roller guns. What's your thought? Are you okay? Are, so you see really good results. I, I yeah, honestly, I was I wasn't a roller gun, and I have a roller gun. Um, I have a, a laser uh, pathos, and at first I didn't like it. One, maybe it was just me. I just it took me really a, a harder time to load it. Interesting. Uh, longer too, especially the whole rigging of it, bringing the bands back, loading it. Um, right with the regular gun setup, you're able even with three or four bands on it, you're able to like pop, 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 pop bands on, get ready to shoot. Not with not with the roller gun. It takes a little bit water, a little bit more prep. Another big thing of being being just, I want to be in the water, ready to go, be quiet, not just like oh, crap, messing with this stuff, you know. But now I kind of got it. You, I got used to. It. It's again, you got to get used to all your gear. Yeah. Be know all your gear. That's one of the most important thing is know all your gear. Make sure you have all your gear. Yeah. Dude, I've made trips that are like, oh, guys, I can't get in the water. I forgot my fins or something, you know? Yeah, always. All suited up and everything. But the roller guns have a good kick, you know? So for a smaller gun, you're getting the same amount of power that you do for a bigger gun and with less of a kickback, you know? Like, it has less recoil. It's just, it's, so it's that's cool. So that's the trade-off is it's a little bit more... It's a little more difficult to load, but you get a little bit more bang for your buck. Yeah. And maybe a little bit more accuracy with less kickback is what you're saying. Yeah. I, I kind of see it like that, you know. Huh. Again, I, I again, bro, it's sometimes it's not the it's not the arrow, it's the Indian. So all these guys are just like, you know, like putting all this money into the gear. I honestly, I just stepped it up this year after all the years that I've been diving like I finally got now. Um a pair of carbon fins, you know? Yeah. And I've been using a, my plastic right fins for like almost 10 years and they haven't th- failed me in. I've never needed an, an upgrade. And now that I've gotten them, I'm like, wow, I could really feel the difference. It's great to have the, yeah. you know, the, the step up. But to be honest, just get out there. People are like, oh man, you know, what do I need? This and that. You just need to get out there. I started with a spear pole, you know, a, a, a three prong. And, uh, I, I recommend everybody start that way, you know, like, well, so I have a buddy who's both like a, a chef and he's getting into, he was doing spearfishing with scuba and now he's doing, he just did his first free diving and free diving hunting class and he's super stoked on it. But, uh, he's basically like, no man, I want to, he's like, I don't want a gun. I want to start with a spear. I want to be like connected to the experience and like really understand what happens and be close. Absolutely. And like work on being in that moment before I go and get some really expensive gun that yeah, I'm just going to point and shoot. This goes back to like my, my, uh, my beginnings, uh, learning from the Hawaiians who like, here's like, Hey man, here's a three prong, go, you know, a tree. Oh, prong. is that like, where you learn? Here, have a tree prong yeah. and, uh, go at it. And, uh, Honestly, it really dials you in. You learn how to, like, stalk your prey. You mm-hmm. learn how to, like, dive quietly, how to become a hunter, how to, like, like, call fish. You need to, like, either scratch some rocks or, like, puff up some sand. And all that really helps, man. Like, like uh, there's a bunch of techniques that, like, learning how to shoot or, like, not shoot, but, like, 
hunt your prey or hunt your fish. Yeah, stalking with, underwater is a real thing. With a pole. Yeah. Once you get a gun, you're ahead of the game. You're already ahead of the game, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing, you know, like I guess for a bicycle, you don't want to buy a brand new, like, you know, road bike with, car- with like, carbon fiber frame or whatnot if you don't know how to ride a bicycle buy a beater beater bike learn how to use it get the upgrade feel it you know you're gonna be into it you know i guess it's the same thing man but yeah um, there's probably parallels in almost anything where there's different levels right like if you threw me in an indie car tomorrow it wouldn't be as beneficial as me driving a POS from 1980 and, like, it feels like I'm going 110 yeah. at 65. Not that you can't do it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, of you course. S- you know, it's the same thing with fishing, too. You know, a lot of the gear within the past just 10 years has changed dramatically with all these two-speed reels and, like, you know, all these, like, the line that we're using and, like, uh, you know, people are still catching fish back then. It's just, like, you know, I don't know. Imagine how many fish are actually losing though <laughs> <laughs> a lot probably right? there's so much i mean they even say that like okay so they were talking about usain bolt right and they said if you take away all the technology that we have for runners now like lighter shoes mm-hmm. uh better track that you run on all this other stuff they say basically like usain bolt would have essentially just tied jesse owens back in 1929 yeah, you know, or whatever, well, whatever. Thirty six. Sorry, I don't know, man. But but I'm saying Usain, like the technology. I think Usain could have done it barefoot and still beat anybody. Listen, the dude's a beast. That I'm guy, not, there's I, no, I, total I respect. Yeah, I can't take away he lost, anything. He from lost that guy. his first race. Yeah, in the eight hundred or something. Hey, man, you can't stay on top forever, you know. Ooh. So, again, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, that's. So that's so okay. Let's jump. Let's take this moment to jump back then. So, oh nine, you came out. You got your boat. You started running. You're kind of doing stuff with your buddies. Yeah. So, I, what uh, made you go commercial? Well, okay. So, like, um, I've had my captain's license for a little while, and then ha- having my boat like really motivated me to like kind of like run just trips, you know, like run like run my own gig, and uh, I've been doing that like from fishing, diving, uh, scuba trips, and just kind of like right now getting my name out and in this past two years past three years i want to say the past three years have been more of a it's been leaning more to the spearfishing like community like people have been hopping onto me i guess and it, it is true there's not a lot of boats out there that like will will charter spiros you know well and also like a lot of times for spiros it's hard to get more than like a six-pack going yeah which is great man i like to take four people four people is magic number on my boat and uh we get out there and jam you know not a lot of people out there and uh again you know and spearfishing too it's one of the things where like in scuba you can have a you know 30 people in the water it's not a big deal and spearfishing if you had 30 people in the water you would, m- most everybody's not catching anything nobody's gonna catch shit. <laughs> you're gonna, you're right? gonna see nothing yeah you know? they'll hear the fish will be like you're gonna uh, see a bunch of garibaldis that's it <laughs> No, but that's true. But they taste good, right? Don't I, answer that question. I actually have no idea. I can tell you that for a fact. I haven't, I haven't tried to. Get you guys can't see this, but he's winking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I so I had, but, a, uh, I had a buddy who was like, uh, he took this girl spearfishing for the first time, and she was like, "I really want to learn to spearfish," 
and she comes back and she's got she's like these orange fish are really easy to shoot oh no man don't tell us don't tell don't say the name <laughs> no 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 names yeah. and he's like you can't keep any of those <laughs> he's like and so they let him go into the ocean but it was bad yeah so uh i've had like to be honest all sorts of levels like of of divers uh fish fishermen like on my boat and I've, I, I was kind of doing some scuba trips. Again, I was like kind of like more dialed into that. I've been really trying to stay away from the scuba. Only unless I'm like teaching a class or having to really do that. Or kind of like... What, what like, is the reason you're kind of steering away from scuba? Just uh, honestly, like uh, for insurance reasons, just like a lot of legality. And like it's a lot... Yeah. Especially even just having divers in the water. It's like a big old thing. But um, scuba is a little bit more extra you know just to have everything you need to have like an extra an extra set of eyes on the boat you know eyes on the water you got to have like all that and just me having a, a solo mission i just you know it's just easier for me to have just fishermen on the boat and divers and um i was uh i was working at a scuba shop after uh, after the toy company like uh um i stopped working at the toy company like about like five years four or five years ago yeah and um after that i kind of took a break and stuff and started like just fishing hard you know just take like fishing hard for myself fishing just getting out there diving a bunch really like tuning into the to the fishery out here and it's a great fishery it's honestly it's not tr it's tropical waters out here but southern california has, has a beautiful fishery man um well really well managed well honestly well managed it's really well managed well well managed super well managed and something that's what people has 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 to know because uh there's a lot going on that i will get to it in a sec man but uh how managed it is is actually why it's so good and i really believe that and it's what made me think about again just how i could live off of this um because you know it's going to be there. It, and there's so much of it yeah. because we're going back to the chickens. We're going back to the vegetables. We're going back to everything, just being sustainable. And like, uh, you're an urban homesteader. Yo, and I never knew I thought it was. <laughs> to be honest, uh, I come, uh, the name of the boat is the Respect the Deck. It's, 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 it's a play on words off of the Wu Tang member, Inspect the Deck. I'm a big hip hop head. I've been a B boy. For the, for you guys who don't know who that is, is a break dancer. I've been break dancing since 1999. That is another great thing on your uh, Instagram. Yeah, so I still do that. You know, I still do that. <laughs> My first cruise, Unique Styles crew. Big shout out to the whole squad. Right now with BGSK. BGSK is my whole my my current crew right now. And um, uh, coast to coast, paradise to paradise, man. We rock this thing. Like uh, I got crew in Japan. I got crew in France. And a big shout out to Mimi, Tenpachi, Flukes, uh, Nabil, like everybody on the other side of the road. We got we got uh, Harry from uh, from China, uh, Fishball from uh, uh, from uh, Hong Kong. It's a global thing, and it's not something like like you got you can see me. I'm like getting fired up in this because it's just another passionate thing that I have, man. It's a b it's like a b boy community. Like b boy is real. People say oh death. The thing died in the '80s. No way, man. It's something like. Uh it's there, man. Yeah, and like, and again, it comes to the hip hop. People like think a hip hop is like Drake and all this other crap that we listen to <laughs> nowadays. And honestly, I'm a big hip hop. Head. So no, so no shout out to Drake. <laughs> no. 
No, no so, shout out. To so Jay. hold on, I didn't know this. So it's a play off the words from uh, from a Wu Tang. From a Wu Tang member. A Wu Tang member. We, member. One of the members' name is Inspect the Deck. What is know? that reference to? Inspect the Deck, man. He's just what is his name, man. You know, like you got Method Man, you got you know You God, you got like Raekwon. The chef, you know, it's like what what does all all those really mean? And of course, it means nothing. But you got Master Killer, Master Killer, the what, the killer, the mic, or whatever. You know, like it's just these play on like hip hop names. Honestly, yeah, the creativity. You, you, might, you know me as David Ortiz, but many people knows me know me as Trigger. You know, and a lot of people know me even on my Instagram. They follow me and they call me Trigger without even knowing my real name, and yeah. or why they call me Trigger. And Trigger comes back to the b boy and in me. It's it comes from like the hip hop, the break dancing, and uh. It's a passionate thing, and I guess I'm a really passionate guy. So, like, uh, I got into the hip-hop. It's a very passionate thing. I still do this, you know. Fishing and diving and being out there is a very passionate thing for me. It's something I want to live and continue to do this. It comes back to sustainability. Now I got so these like chickens. Kind of now I got force. these chickens, and I love my chickens. I love <laughs> them, bro. Like, it's like, it's like, bro, these guys are going to be producing eggs soon. And, like, dude, man, I'm all stoked on everything, bro. Like, it's just it's a great time to be in California right now, you know, like so how much so how much is like fish and food uh fish part of your diet? Like you, It's a good it's yeah, a good yeah. fish a, a good, good portion. You know, like uh and actually like now hopping into the commercial side, like uh I've been learning so much more, man. It's so much of a bigger fishery. Like there's guys I know I've met commercial guys who like come in with like California king crabs like right here off our coast. Uh, box crabs, which I didn't even know, like we which had are, out which here, are delicious, delicious. Yeah, you know, I, 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 can't, I, I get like the rock crabs that we have here, you know, which are like, also good. They're amazing. I like, yeah, yeah. I like them better than lobsters, you know. Me too. Uh, but dude, there's so much food out here that like, it's just, it's, it's plentiful. Like we, our waters are so good, are plentiful, and like, don't let anybody like think otherwise, man. Please support locally. Support your local fishermen. Support your local fisher. Uh fish restaurants and fish shops and really like really get out there and uh uh don't buy anything that's wrapped in a plastic and styrofoam out there shops man sorry about that guys <laughs> you know. so so you were saying the the name of your boat comes from wu-tang clan yes sir. and you got into this commercial thing and you're doing it um you started doing it pretty much because you like the idea. You kind of broke away from the toy company. Yeah, thing. man. So I was working at this toy company, which, bro, a big, one of the biggest blessings in my life, man. Been able to like learn a lot, grow a lot, come out here to California, uh, be able to work with my friends. Um, you know, like it, it's been a great journey. But like, honestly, I got to a point that like I just got stagnant. I wasn't happy. You know, I was just worked for it over over a decade. I needed a change in pace, and I knew. That like, like uh, I, like I just needed to do something else, man. I just really, really knew to do something else, and I had everything. I had the means for it. I again at that time I was, I, I was a a scuba instructor. I had my captain's license. I had the boat. I had stuff that I was just doing it all like recreationally, and I loved it, you know. And I and I remember when I first bought the boat. Everybody and your mama says, "Don't buy the boat. Don't do it." You know, <laughs> bring a boat stands for bring out another thousand, which it does. It really <laughs> does mean that. And um, uh, you know, they say the first, the, the the best days of the you know the the first that the first day and the last day that you'll have. Blah blah blah. Right. To be honest, all the all the blah blah blah. Everybody who told me stuff. this stuff are people who never had a boat. 
people who don't have votes. Those are the people who t- will tell you, don't buy a boat. Which, great. They might love you, and they might mean the best. Some people might not. I'm telling you, some people just don't need a boat. You know, like, it's true. You well, know, it's, not, everybody, it's not, not everybody should have a boat. Well, but hold on, though. You are the guy who should have a boat. You are the guy who wants to be out on the water more than he, you know, wants to be on land, minus the chickens. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and the b boy. But, but, like, there's people who want to, like, you know, just have a boat. Yeah. And occasionally Which is use great it. too. Well, but it is if you can throw money at it. Not yeah. everybody can. Not but if you're can. out going to be using it and you're going to be taking people out, you're going to go to yeah, the it's, islands it's, and going on these adventures. It, yeah. it, it, honestly, when I first started, I I got like, there was, there was, a, there was a year that like, I, I even thought about selling the boat, man. I was like, fuck, man. This is like. What happened in that year? Like, just. Uh, a lot of breaking out of thousands. Yeah, a lot of a lot of boats. You know, a lot of bring out another thousand. Like just like, I guess stuff was going on in my life too. I wasn't like again, I I'm I was trying to convert myself from like, like, working to yeah. like a working a a a, a, a nine to five, a working an office, working in a shop or working somewhere for a boss, to like working for myself, doing okay. To like, all right, this is all right, great. I gotta like. Great, this is a lot more than I thought. I'm like, am I chewing off too much? No, I could do this. I gotta, I, I gotta stop paying the mechanic because I could do it, and do all my repairs, which is great because I've also made friends with like a couple mechanics. You know, shout out, shout out to Special to Marine, shout out to Hector. You know, shout out to the guys over here, Marina Del Rey, Ruben is the man. So, uh, so that's but these that guys was a thing me out, where man. basically you had to like take the burden on yourself and yeah. really put your own time into your boat. So like your yeah, blood, sweat, and tears. Man. Sometimes, are into sometimes this. like that. Sometimes you gotta like cop, like cop up the money and like pay. You know, I can't do everything. I'm not really like a Honda specialist mechanic or anything. But uh, it's great to learn your stuff and great to meet these guys so these guys can teach you. And again, everything is a learning curve. Everything is just like. To me, I'm like a sponge, bro. I'm constantly like learning. I'm constantly meeting people, constantly like networking and trying to like, like, uh, like go through this some stuff and like really like get through this, man. Right now, I'm going through some shit with the boat. Like the boat's been out of the water for like over like almost three weeks, and uh, honestly, like I'm replacing the gas tank. I'm cutting everything out, pulling out the gas tank. Got a new custom one made, putting it in. Uh, today we already got the new tank. Today we were just like. That's why I'm honestly again. I was a little sorry. I was a little late. Just got caught into it. No worries, dude. It's a boat. I yeah. understand. <laughs> I was working on my boat today, and especially the days that I'm not on the water, I'm still working, man. I'm still like trying to like yeah. get everything going, and I just. Yeah, but but that's right. the thing, though. Like you're doing it. Yeah. I'm, hopefully, I'm gonna back out out there by the end of next week. You know, so we're gonna be good, man. Just got but the not like. Not everybody can do that though. Like there's there's. What I've noticed between my my friends who the, my friends who own boats and my friends who give me the don't buy a boat speech is my friends who own boats are willing to work on them, are willing to put the time in, are willing to be there with their boat, right? Yeah. And the people who aren't aren't they just don't have a boat. And there, you know, and there is a little bit of lifestyle to that. There's a lifestyle. There's everything. And a commitment. The, there's like a, it's a, a work huge, load. it's a commitment. It's a type of person. Not everybody could be out on the ocean, you know, or, or just like a lot of guys are afraid to do the cross into Catalina, you know, like uh, on a small boat, 
you know, if you see, again, going back to the guys I've learned from a lot, like even the crew I hang out with, like these guys are running like, man, sometime in a 14, a 16, 17 foot boats. And they're going over to crossing the channel, getting out to the outer islands, spending nights at the islands, you know, like. On like a 17 foot boat? Yes. With, <laughs> with, with a little pilot house, kind of like my boat. The same thing with the little cuddy all covered up, you know. These guys have heater, heaters and they got like, you know, like, like, water, water, like, like water heaters. They got little bathtubs in there, like fresh water, or like, like warm water, like washdowns. And it's just longevity, like how to be out there, out there, like out there, out there, you know, like, especially in California, man. Our, it gets our, so cold sometimes. Yeah, our, our weather out here can be uh, um, a tough one. Yeah, like un- unforgiving sometimes, the cold the fog there's nights out there that there no matter what you do or wearing you're just wet everything it, even if it's not raining it's, it's just constant dew and fog out there just being on the water is just a whole different vibe you know oh, which man, i man. love it you know like uh, oh it's you know there's nothing different. like it it's exciting it's you, you 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 can get out on one of the islands and feel like you're halfway across an ocean you know you feel so alone out there sometimes yeah. and you can get out there and be fogged in and you're staying whether you want to or not, you know, especially in a 14 foot boat. I can't imagine they're running major radar systems. Are they actually none of us uh, run radar systems? Yeah. Generally. So if it's fogged up, then crossing back, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a, we are I, honestly, I've been out through really thick fogs and like, there's only been like twice that I recall that like, um, I dropped anchor. Like I literally just, hey, I'm gonna wait this fog out a little, and and then and then move. You know, I was doing circles. Even with the GPS, you'll just do circles in a while, and you don't know where you're going in a fog. But that's something coming out here to California. I'm there, you know, like something from Florida. I'm there, experienced. You know, like being being on the water out there, being out here, it's a whole different vibe. You know? Well, I've talked to people too. They're even with radar, they lose track of where they're aiming and there's people who thought you know one of those giant tankers coming across the channel it was going south but it was going north and instead of going behind it they end up going in front of it a little too close and it, like that's oh, i can't imagine man I, it's terrifying i've seen out i've been out there during, uh, on perfect days on perfect nights like crossing the channels on, at night and seeing tankers and those tankers are so huge that like you don't know which way they're going. It's just like, am I gonna, am I cutting them off? Are they cutting me off? And like, gotta like stop the boat. I step outside, get on top of the house, and I'm like, all right, all right, they're going that way. All right, <laughs> great, let's keep going. You know, like, you know, it's just definitely just being out, being out there. You like, it's it's always a learning curve. It's always like keeping your eyes peeled, being alert. Like, and you know, like it 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 always seems like fun and games, man. This guy is living the lifestyle, but. There's a lot behind the scene again from like oh, of course. from like being careful out there to like to like uh the maintenance, you know, like it's a lot people people don't realize how much work it is to keep a boat nice. To no. even keep a boat presentable, it is so much work. Yeah. And to to, to even make an attempt at that, it's it's People it just is. don't it's, people it's just work, don't know. Man, I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. Having a boat's a lot of work, but it's again I love it. You got to also look at it, man. It's my job now. 
it's like my full-time job so when i'm not on the water i'm doing this i'm doing that uh, i'm like constantly like you know something my girlfriend like like i understand her too but i'm on my phone a lot you know and it's because i'm like sometimes talking to like people like networking with people yeah like, of uh, course like trying to organize some of these trips and like uh and and i get it you know sometimes i gotta be off the phone which i guess dude i'm definitely guilty of listen you know? I had five or six people lined up for last weekend to do interviews in San Diego. Five or six. All of them fell through. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, that's fine. It's okay. I'm not going to San Diego anymore. It just, it's really hard to get to work with people to set stuff up. That too, coordinating with people is tricky. I've had, I've had trips that like I get there and like, they no nobody shows up or like I like I've had a trip one time that like it was a, one person on the boat showed up and I was like fuck it let's go man I want to go fishing too <laughs> you know like, <laughs> and I still sent out there that, and yo we had the best day we caught limits and uh and uh uh it was great man so so where where do you I mean right now it's your full time thing I know it takes a lot to just get that comfortable. But if that does get comfortable, what do you where do you want to take this? Do you know? Have uh, you thought that far? Have you thought past the gas yeah, tank? Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been thinking a lot because again, we're going back to the bi coastal stuff, and this would be a great thing for me to like one. The commercial trip, I, it's going again. Getting into the idea of how I could do this longevity, I I've had ideas, and again, these are just ideas. It's not like I'm going to do it or will do it. If I talk about it, maybe it happens, but like. Right now, it's great. Like the commercial, the commercial fishing here, and everything's again it's season. I can't do it all year round, or gotta change up the pace, fish or other things. Uh, like again, I'm going to where the fish are. So maybe later on, when the fish start slowing down here, when I go back home, I can run a trip, a couple trips out there. I love going out to the Bahamas, going down to the Keys from Florida. Uh, again, Florida's the fifth largest reef system in the world, man. The fishing out there is bananas which i love it i go back there and i do what i like to do is just fish and dive do you do you get a lot of people from florida coming out here to try california for spearfishing yeah, not and, a lot but yeah i definitely yeah. have and and i've had guys from like everywhere from from new york i've had guys i have russian guys come out i've had like uh uh like how was it with the russian guys they were a great dude man and hardcore divers bro this guy freaking in the first Five ten minutes came back with like a white sea bass and a yellow tail, and I was like, "All right, I guess the fish are here." <laughs> you know? So that's cool. Yeah, man, these guys are. You know, it's great. Again, I've I, I've had like some great opportunities from like all sorts of levels, from these type of guys to like uh like beginners, and um even a uh like uh I've had a lot of females like come out on the boat too, and shout out to uh the SoCal dive babes who've been like uh growing uh, as a as a dive community out here and uh and they've been coming out on the boat and you know like it's cool to like see like some of these people like some of the guys and girls start mm-hmm. see them come back and like see them getting better and like really like also like fall in love with like our style our, li- our lifestyle our our passion for diving for fishing for do you do you find that you're a little bit of an ambassador for like just the ocean as a place to be 
you know, like, do you find that you're preaching the gospel of being out on the water? And uh, well, I, I might be a little dramatic in my wording here, but uh, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't consider myself like a like like a spokesman, a spokesman or anything. I try to lead by example, you know, like, and uh, also I'm also again I'm a student to all of this, so I don't think myself as an ambassador or anything, but I want to like also like uh inform people let people know too man like like this documentary that's on netflix right now this seaspiracy thing don't even a, get me started it's i'm it's, gonna lose it's my a, mind you know, it's great i get it you know this guy it's docu- not great though this guy is documenting like uh to like let people know what's happening in you know certain parts of the world but all of it is a lot of it and most of it is false you guys can look it up false fact check the crap out of this this documentary Netflix whacked out letting these these people put this stuff on there. It's a really and, bad uh, dog. And it goes down to everything to what I kind of wanted to reach out and talk to too, man, with all the stuff that's happening in in in, in behind the scenes, like uh, uh, especially during last year and during COVID when all everything got shut down, like uh, a lot of like policies and laws and these guys and 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 the government are trying to pass things through us without us having like a stand or or say something, especially with like. AB thirty thirty and um which one is AB thirty thirty just AB thirty thirty is like sounds great on paper which is great because again I'm all about conserving stuff but like we're going back to talking about California and how great California has already been conserving they already just like last year dropped the 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 depth limit for rock fishing for another like I don't know how many sixty something like five hundred five hundred feet or something. Okay. It's what was the What was the AB AB thirty uh, uh, the the A uh, um the bills? Um, I feel like I saw when you posted about this. And dude, I they're talking. It, but I it's forgot great. About they, it. They're talking about like uh um thirty percent of all land and water to be like protected and MPA'd or like just cut off from like no fishing, no hiking, no uh, anything that touches a river water. So it would cut off like not mm. just on 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 for our ocean, but like. The, everything that's going on you know and there's a lot that's going on with that but like we already have mpas we already have protected areas that are doing great for our coast and the balance of it on you'll see it like we have the white sea bass i've never seen it like ever like 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 this year is just they're just so is out it- there the schools of fish are out there there's like the baits out there like like uh, like we don't need to protect this. Like, but sea lions, like big people, are like oh, we need to protect the sea lions. We don't need to protect lions, the sea lions. Fucking sea lions are everywhere. Well, you know, so like, which is did great. you see? Did you see the thing that said that there's probably more sea lions in California now than there ever has been historically? I could believe it. Well, but it's it's for a weird reason. It's because we killed off all all the great whites and then we protected the sea lions. So duh, yeah, like right sense. there. So you make no predators. Kill the sharks, kill the ba- uh, yeah, make a whole off balance of everything. Don't worry, and that's what's the going sharks, on with all the this sharks. The sharks will come back. Now another thing besides AB AB thirty thirty with all this protecting the right. If they if they do pass this stuff, they're gonna cut off everything for like fishing everywhere for us from commercially to recreationally, which is crap like we so is it like, just the coastline or is it, it also like, I, I have to look at it i haven't there's I haven't a lot going on you got to look into because originally when they did the mpas with the blue chips i talked to somebody who was part of it um 
they wanted 30% of the coast. Yes. That was the original proposal. 30, yeah. And they got which 13%. Again, which is still a lot. Cause they, and there's also a lot of MPAs around our islands and everything. You know? Yeah, the like, islands are pretty MP which, day up. Because, which is great, man. But any more than that, like, dude, they're not going to leave us with anything. You know, like, and not just that, like, I get it, man. Conserve everything. But you know what? You still have We're to be st- able to access resources. Dude, no matter, no matter with... The, um, we we don't have saners out here, we don't ha- we don't have a uh, uh, well we do have saners we don't have the gill netters the gill netters like uh, one uh, one of the bigger boats that like something that we don't have they're cut off really close to our shores and they're helping us out man like the balance the way we're conserving California is way better man like well I know I believe it's saners that are like really staying away from it the purse saners are are rough because the way they catch fish it. And if you have an entire school of fish that gets caught by a persaner, it's a whole, it sucks out all that genetic diversity from that group, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like, those are rough. Um, I know they don't do inshore gill netting anymore, so you can't do gill netting within three miles. Three miles, again. Which, which is causing the, because that was the number one killer of juvenile white sharks. And so now the white shark population is bouncing back quite a bit. But I don't know... I don't know what, I don't know what they've said about the MPAs and whether or not I don't know where they're proposing well, this stuff again, either. Too, look because at, that's look crazy. into the bill. There's there's a lot of that going on, and I believe there's because some... the death is going to be in the details of that. And one. I, I believe there's also this other Clean Air, Clean Water Act that's passing by, uh, and they're trying to make all of our, um, which break which breaks down to like our our engines and our our um oh, our like diesel uh, like um fuel types fuel, fuel types and exhaust they like all our engines need to be like the, the for the big sports boats need to be a certain tier system and none of these boats are compatible for this it's going to cost like quarter millions for each one of these boats to like upgrade you know it's just going to just kill small business kill small business kills everything and it goes breaks down to us all small guys too they're going to like do you know it's just it's just really like there's a lot going on that like i get it man we gotta conserve for the future but we gotta do it right in the right ways we gotta like really like not just like talk like like let the scientists do these like decisions because these scientists aren't fishermen you know we gotta bring the fishermen out with them show them that there's fish out there really like show them how healthy our waters are like you know i'm sure there is but honestly i i think like I don't know, man. There's better ways of doing everything. Well, well, it's crazy, right? Because it's got to be probably ten years ago they increased the standard for for the engines for marine stuff, and then they had a buyback program. Mm-hmm. So if you turned in your own engine, they would pay the cost of a new engine for your boat or something like that. And it was like the first so many people who did it got yeah. a free engine. That was one way. I thought yep. it was a really good way of doing it. Yeah. I don't know if they'll do that again if this passes, but I agree with you. It is rough and and definitely unfair in a lot of ways when you have people who have environmental goals who completely ignore. I'm gonna take my hoodie off. Okay. Yeah, go for it, dude. All right. Who uh, completely? It's warm in here, right? Yeah, it's a little warm in here. Who completely uh, ignore the fact that. You know, there's people who depend on this resource and don't really make a acceptable, like, option for them. There we go. Air conditioning's real now. Dude. 
I had to breathe for a second. It's though. all good. I got my farmer look on, you know. It's just been out in the Dude, back Dude, you all got day, chickens so. now. I get I it. I get it, you know. <laughs> it's all good. You have Again, when right. I do something, it's all about the passion. You got to commit. You got to go, like, all in, you know. Go in or go home, bro. From the, from the feet up, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I think getting back to see Spiracy, I agree with you. I actually think, I actually think that documentary was quite deceptive because yeah, I, it had a conclusion that, it it painted the story. Don't buy that, fish. It, that's what that's what it. The, the end was don't eat meat, but really just don't, don't eat fish. fish. If you don't buy a fish, then that then the then that will solve all the world's problems. But that's that's not true, because the fisheries are dying for a multitude of reasons, including climate change, including overfishing in certain areas, including pollution and runoff from cities. Absolutely, including you know we just here just, in uh-huh. Redon or in a. El Segundo, the uh, sewage treatment plant for all of Los Angeles area, dumped 17 million gallons of Insane, untreated right? sewage. Insane. I mean, it happens from time to time, but it's like, it you, we can't pretend that that is not also going to have an effect. Although, it definitely has an effect. And I'm not trying to be like, ah, you know, it doesn't have an effect. But our oceans have like such a powerful way of like healing itself. And, you know, like they come back, but it Again, it yes does and, have an yes effect. and no. Like, yeah, it definitely. I, I, again, it's it all has an effect. An effect but it here's has the thing. an effect. It's not. It's not it just, just like if you. It's like saying, "Hey, uh, everybody, stop driving their car tomorrow." Yeah, it would. It, again, exactly. It's There's such no a cure. Like simple. Like solution. The, the earth, like so many times we could punch and wound our ocean that like yeah it might have a bruise here and there and could grow back but like no way man like we've beaten it down so many times that like you can't. It's so many times that you get beat down that you can't get back up, and you know you might break an ankle like McGregor. I'm sorry, is that too soon? But (laughs) I I don't know what that crazy Irishman (laughs) is gonna do if you talk about him. Uh, He, uh, but uh, I I think I think it's just there is people with an agenda who want to say don't eat meat or don't eat fish, right? In this particular case. And they craft a story to come to that conclusion. Yeah. They had a lot of shady journalistic episodes yes. in that that they edited out stuff and made it seem like people were reacting one way where it wasn't really clear because yeah. there was a jump cut. And stuff like that really bothers me. One of the people who I really want to talk to, and he was one of my guys who canceled, but he's uh, he works for fisheries. And I want to talk to him about it because he's going to know how, a lot of the... You know, I have suspicions about some of the claims in that film and how wrong they are. And I have some evidence from stuff that I've read um, that shows that it is wrong. But I don't think just not buying seafood. First of all, and the most obvious reason is Europe and the United States are not the number one consumers of of seafood in the world. China is the number one consumer of seafood. Korea, Japan, those are the number one consumers of seafood. Dude, I think the whole world should be a number one consumer of seafood. I think there's so much out there that like that we haven't even tapped into, man. All these people are buying this tuna. All these people are buying the like our salmon and, and all these fish that they just know of. But there's so much I can guarantee you, like people are looking for like cures for diseases. I bet it's gonna come out from the ocean. There's so much life, so much like ver- like like diversity from like sea plants. To like crustaceans and and uh and 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 oysters and life that like 
you know, there's there's people who farm this stuff, farm algaes and farm like, like uh, and these farms that they have like this, it's like a whole ecosystem from like the little oysters filtering everything to like the clams and like like uh, just greenery like growing underwater, like you know stuff that we really haven't even tapped into, man. There's like a whole like, guys, look out there, man. There's so much food and so much like, like new things you could put on your own plate and man you're just looking into it man like and it's again i go back to it support local fishing support local fishermen support local uh uh shops man you're gonna go in there and then you're gonna see there's plenty of fish plenty of fresh stuff caught locally in our backyards right here in california man. so i have to ask you have you tried sea cucumber uh, actually no uh i was just talking about it with my friend sharky uh, he's he's one of um, he's a young friend of mine who's also gone commercial and has been a mo- big motivation to me to do it, and um, he's like, dude, we can let's get let's catch we could die for cucumbers, you know? Like he's like, I heard it's really good, and honestly, I I didn't know anything about it till I looked it up and actually saw how it's processed. And to be honest, the way it's done and like the meat of it, it looks really good. It actually looks <laughs> like something I'm. If one day we'll try, I definitely will try. I, I I haven't tried it either. I still want to try the uh, uh, the Keller's Whelks. Keller's snails. Whelks. Snails. Oh, and yeah, they they say they're the California conch. Yeah, the little conches like that. They, yeah, yeah, they look kind of. Oh like man, a conch you haven't show. tried those yet? No, no, no. They're supposed to be good. Pop those in, bro. Those are good. Are they good? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about some. too many of them, but you know, I try. I try something here. I'll try everything once. You yeah. Know? Well. You know, what's but, the craziest uh, stuff you've eaten? The craziest stuff I've eaten out of the out of the ocean. Out I of should the ocean, say that. I don't know. Uh, just from the different type of fish that we have to like a, a praying man, a praying mantis shrimp. You had a mantis shrimp. Yeah, I ate a praying mantis shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. I caught How couple, was it? Caught a couple of those one day. It was just one day. I caught like three of them and I took them down and. They're just sweet, you know, just sweet. Really? The, the meat was a little bit way more tender. I was thinking about maybe I needed to cook it a little longer, but then I was like, nah, this shit's red and ready to go. And yeah, it was just, they were sweet. Did man. you get the brown ones or the, the colorful ones? The beautiful, colorful ones. The ones that like, yeah. wow, man, why don't I, why shouldn't I throw those back ones? You know what I mean? So we, because <laughs> <laughs> they taste good. That's why. Yeah. Well, no, I never I, tried them. You know, I've seen them. I've caught them before. So, I just wanted to try it. So when you cook them, did they, did they turn red? Yeah, they definitely did. Kind of like just most like, things. Kind of like most like crustaceans and yeah. like shrimp, crabs. That like once you cook it, they all turn like red. I wonder why that is. That's true. I didn't even think about that, but that's a yeah. real thing. Because lobster is not red mostly. Like it's kind of red. It's kind of brownish, but it turns like bright orange red. Yeah, a lot of them. Especially though, it depends on how you do it. When you boil them, yeah, of course they all do. When you boil steam, they all do. Even like a Florida lobster that's like nice brown, light tannish. Yeah. Once you cook that thing, it's going to turn red red also. Does it really? Those guys can be pretty colorful, though. Yeah. I think it's just because the water's so clear, you can see them from the surface, and they're just getting sunbathed. And, you know, they got that light color on them because it's just from the sun. Everything is sunbathed in Florida. Of course. Everything's (laughs) sun-kissed out there, you know? It's a cool place. Well, dude... uh, Let's just wrap it up there, and uh, I, you know, it was great talking with you, and I think it's really cool. Everybody, uh, just know, check out Respect the Deck. Uh, do you want to let anybody know about anything upcoming or any places they can check you out? Make sure you get 
that Instagram plug out there? Yeah, Instagram, just look me up. Uh, respect the deck. That's Respecta, like respect, A-H-D-E-C-K. Um, not respect the deck. Just like uh, did I say it wrong? Jesus. No, no, this some, is embarrassing. Uh, no, I'm just letting some people, letting the people know you got it. You know? <laughs> Respect the deck. It's all one word, and uh, yeah, man, we out here holding it down, man. Thanks for having me. It was great talking to you, and uh, really appreciate this, bro. We'll have to do we'll have to do an update after the boat's ready and going, and uh, find out how the chickens are doing. And absolutely, man. Now. You let me know. I'm out here. You know, it's a good thing I don't live too far from you, man. So it's perfect. All right, man. Thank Thanks you so man. much.